we present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Welcome to the show, which has become an institution. And as, it, <laughs> as it lights out at 10 o'clock, I'd better introduce the inmates to you very quickly now. Barry Crowder and Graham Garden on my left. <laughs> Willie Rushton and Tim Brooke-Taylor on my right. <laughs> and we start with a familiar game. Last episode. In this round, the aim is to put the last nail in the coffin of a long-running radio or television show and close the series in one line. Colin Sell will play the theme music and I'll award points for bad taste. We start with you. We'll give you ten points in advance, Tim Brooke Taylor. <laughs> that was money well spent. <laughs> I should like you, Tim Brooke Taylor, to put the nail in the coffin of Goodbye, Mr. Chips. wanted Mr. Chips fired. I thought you said fried. <laughs> Barry Cryer, it's your turn now to put an end to the living planet. This used to be an area covered with quicksands, but now it's Willie Rushton, here's a difficult one for you. In one line, put an end to Coronation Street. We regret to announce the cancellation tonight of Coronation Street. Due to cock-up at the White House, Ronald Reagan has sent the entire U.S. Marine Corps into Granada. <laughs> That puts you in the lead, Willie. Now, Graham, see if you can catch up. Yeah, I want you in one line to put an end to dynasty or, if you prefer it, which I don't, dynasty. <laughs> Look out! Joan Collins' makeup is beginning to crack! Run for your life! <laughs> and I prefer dysentery. <laughs> this is the point where I flick through yellow pages and, and choose the profession oh. for which our teams will provide appropriate guests at their annual ball. Will you stop me as I flick through now, please? Stop. <laughs> right, do you want carvers and gilders? Or um, catboarding kennels? Sterling, sterling. Or catering equipment? I'll tell you what, that gives us the best scope. Catering equipment. Entitled to your opinion, Hum. So at the end of the program, you'll have to announce guests at the ball of the catering equipment purveyors. We're going to play a game now called Call My Bluff. It's a game familiar to all those of you who've seen the television program of the same name. The teams are going to give me four different definitions of a word, and I have to guess which one is correct. And they will then tell me if it's true or a bluff. All right, teams? Here's the word coming up. Obituary. Obituary. And I think we'll start with you, Graham. Um, I don't like to pick you up on your pronunciation, uh, usually, but uh, in this case, it's obituary. 
an obituary is actually a phrase or sentence whose meaning is the complete opposite of what it seems to be. So, for example, if President Reagan says that the sighting of missiles in Britain will safeguard the future of Europe, that is an obituary. <laughs> hearing, hearing, hearing. True. Okay, let's hear your definition, Tim. It's an Irish word, obituary. Um, Irish actors, actually, make jokes about each other uh, a lot. Uh, one, I remember hearing one Irish actor saying, so they can't even get the knock-knock jokes right. He tried it the other day, and he went, knock-knock, and the other one went, um, I can't hear you, I've gone out. <laughs> and, uh, theatrical expressions in Ireland, putting someone down behind their back, that's what it is. It's, uh, you can often hear Irish actors say that there's nothing like a nice piece of bitchery. <laughs> obituary. Obituary. Oh, obituary. Oh, obituary. Oh, obituary. Oh, obituary. Oh, obituary. Oh, I like a nice bit of obituary. Very like the English word bituary. Isn't it? Particularly with your Irish accent. <laughs> okay then. Okay, as we say over here. <laughs> <laughs> Barry. Not Irish at all. Give not, me your definition. Sorry, I'm not Irish at all. It's Russian. Russian. Obituary. Obituary. Gagarin, the first Russian astronaut who uh, orbited the Earth in uh, 1961. His name's nearly an anagram of Niagara. They just fall short. Uh, <laughs> but he orbited the Earth at 30,000 kph, which means Christoph Pahl's hurt, which is why uh, <laughs> he banged his shoe at the United Nations. But he, he was born in Smolensk in 1934, son of a collective farmer, Married a tractor. <laughs> they didn't have any children because he left the handbrake on. And uh, <laughs> became a pilot in 1957. Uh, he got the series. And, um, <laughs> and he orbited the Earth. Uh, and it was subsequently named after the scientist who masterminded the operation, Vladimir Ronik, known as the Ronik Orbit. Um, <laughs> and that, that's what it means. It, it means to um, circle the Earth. Orbit Yuri. His Christian name is Yuri. <laughs> now we're okay, then, right. Gallagher. And that, that leaves you, Willie Rushton. The pronunciation, as you will see, is it, a complaint frequently leveled at persons like myself. It's a, a bit too airy. Um, <laughs> and it comes, funnily enough, from, from Ober Amagau. Um, when they're casting for the passion play, it, all the villagers, 400 or so, turn up with beards which is clearly fine until they reach Mary Magdalene. Um, <laughs> and they used to have this quick word, just hum along the line, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, and then you exactly what they meant, a bit too airy. You can't um, have a bearded Mary Magdalene. It's a bit too airy, a bit too airy. Right, well, we've got four contrasting definitions there. A bit, Graham Garden, I don't know, went on a bit about Reagan and the rest of it. Could be true, though. On the other hand, might not be. <laughs> I don't know. He's musing. Not very. <laughs> Tim, just a minute. Ten points. Graham Garden. Off. Irish obituary. Oh, hi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Russian. We got Irish, Russian, and Willie. I couldn't really hear Willie's. What about you, Graham? What? Show the audience here whether it's true or a bluff. Ha <laughs> ha! Good luck.
I could have sworn it was you. Right, well, who has the true definition? Well, <laughs> It's amazing. It's a, every time you play the game a lot, but it's always a surprise. Now, <laughs> we go on to the round that's called Calypso Stroke Blues. This is the round where each team has to improvise either a calypso or a blues, with the members of each team taking alternate lines and assistance is provided, of course, at the piano by Colin Sell. Graham and Barry, will you give Tim and Willie a subject? Yes, the subject we'd like to give them is Esther Ransom. Is this, is this a calypso or a blues? Blues, I expect. <laughs> Woke up this morning. Esther Ransom opened up her mouth like the doors of an electronic garage. <laughs> Heaven knows I said on strange new minces inside. Yeah. I do not wish to disparage. <laughs> but while I'm on the subject. I wouldn't say they were big, but they were obviously designed by the architect of the London Barrage. It's like Giddy. Thank you. Pearly teeth. <coughs> Dead ethnic, that was. <laughs> Tim and Willie, will you give... half right. <laughs> will you give... <laughs> Tim and Willie, uh, you have to give Graham and Barry there. Uh, title. Is this a blues you'd like them to sing? It's a blues. It's a blues. And, the subject and is... we would like the French agricultural policy blues. Une vache me tombe et point toi Mitterrand. Bonsoir tout le monde. Subtitles, very French or deaf. <laughs> Whole new meaning, beats in our time. <laughs> okay, teams, in this round the aim is not to amuse the audience. Oh, we've done this oh, one, that. <laughs> do an ad-lib poem, huh? Each panelist in turn says a word, and the first one who gets a laugh from the studio audience is disqualified. The remaining three continue the game in rotation until only one survives, and for that one I award a large number of points, assuming he isn't disqualified. <laughs> we'll start with you. Barry. Sybarite. Plethora. Sycamore. Glockamora. <laughs> oh, come on! Oh! Ungol. Oh. Right. You're out, Tim. Oh. Sorry about that. I mean, there was no question about that. There wasn't. I definitely heard a titter there. Barry, continue. Jobper. Lump. <laughs> eh? I didn't hear a thing. Nor did I. <laughs> Willie? Rhubarb. 
hubris. Um, stencil. Bent. Ink. Disqualify. Crozer. Gusset. <laughs> yes, I've definitely heard of it. Oh, come on. Sorry, Barry. Sorry, Barry. And also, you're disqualified for playing out of turn. <laughs> So that leaves just Willie Rush and Graham Garden. And you start off now, Graham Garden. This is getting exciting. <laughs> he explained. Squid. Meat. Brush. Bulb. But what? Bulb. <laughs> I didn't you really have done for repeats, do you? I mean, <laughs> first time, straight no, to that, was, that was very straight. cunning, Graham, but it didn't work, I'm afraid. No. Tulip. Paper. Mont Blanc. <laughs> Willie, I'm sorry Brave about that. Try, Willie. <laughs> so, Graham Garden's the winner. Ah. Oh. Hasn't had a laugh all night. Now we go on to the connection quiz. This is like Mastermind, except it's played with a more uncomfortable chair. I'm going, to, I'm going to give each contestant a set of objects or people, and he has to tell me what the connection is between them. And incidentally... These are all taken from an old book called The British Book of Lists. So they're all completely genuine, and that's no joke. Tim, here's your list. I want the connection between diarrhea medicine... How do you spell medicine? <laughs> He's in a hurry. <laughs> Light plastic mac, glue, and can opener. They're all... Essential things to take on holiday to Portugal. <laughs> Alternatively, essential things for a really good Christmas. Well, Tim, this is absolutely, you must be psychic. This is absolutely amazing. Psychic. Because the, in the British Book of Lists, the actual answer is things to take on holiday to China. So you got it wrong. <laughs> well, you want to. Graham, like, that, was, that, was, that was very close, actually. Oh, very. Very close. <laughs> Not very funny, but very close. <laughs> now, Graham, here's a list for you. The connection between Edward Kennedy, Britt Eklund, Warren Beatty, Margaret Trudeau, and Prince Andrew. What a night that was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they all appeared together in a famous photograph, aren't they? <laughs> In court proceedings? No, no. They haven't, by any chance, all had an affair with Rod Stewart. <laughs> well, simultaneously, Rod Stewart would be in the list as well. Edward Kennedy, Bridget, and Warren Beatty, Margaret Trudeau, Prince Andrew. Oh, all their names are anagrams of Richard Stilgo. <laughs> Actually, your Rod Stewart answer got nearest because it might well be implicit in the actual answer in the British Book of Lists, which is that they're the most gossiped about people. Would you believe that? How do you know? Say no more. <laughs> Willie Rushton, here's the, uh, the list for you. Charles Dickens, Adolf Hitler, Noel Coward, Charlie Chaplin. It's very nearly the back four of a Stockport County. <laughs> <laughs> I think they all marched into Poland except Charlie Chaplin who waddled. <laughs> yes. Well, 
I'll tell you what the actual link is, if you want to know. Yes, I'd be very happy. They were all early, they were all early yes. school leavers. Oh, well, Isn't that right. incredible? <laughs> all went home at half past four, three. Four, four, four. <laughs> <laughs> leaves only you, Barry. Here's an intriguing list. Men with pipes, rabbis, cyclists, and Italian drivers. All accepted immediately into the SDP. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. Most men tend to smoke a pipe on the, the right. Italian drivers drive on the right. Cyclists, continentals of that ilk, would ride on the right. <laughs> and most rabbis... Well, I can't say that, can I really? <laughs> they live longest. Not no, quite. No, can't be Italian drivers. Do you want me to tell you? Oh, yes, Very more intriguing. than life itself. Well, they're on the cabbie's hate list. Those four are top of the cabbie's hate list. Funny thing, I can no, answer. Five. <laughs> they never leave a tip. Yeah, you never know when they'll be. There'll be letters. You remember the old song, run, rabbi, run, rabbi, run. <laughs> Garter, Kicking Kingston. That Those of you listening at home will be wondering about the score. We go on to travel brochure jargon. <laughs> this is around, uh, which as I just said, is called travel brochure jargon. And it concerns those brochures which are regularly shortlisted for the Booker Prize for fiction. So I want you to give me some examples, teams, of travel brochure jargon and then tell me what it means. And let's start with you, Tim. Oh. Um, special holidays for the 18 to 30-year-olds. So you fancy a bit, do you? <laughs> Barry. This is hell. You can all go down to breakfast together. The floor will probably collapse. <laughs> Willie. Blank is a lively little village. It means there's a gramophone in the only taverna. Right there. Yes, uh, palm fringed beach means surrounded by beggars. <laughs> right, and I hope you've got some more, have you? Compact, compact swimming pool. Better known as a B-Day. <laughs> no one here. Scheduled flights means 14 days in Gatwick. <laughs> Staggering views. The local wine's dodgy. Demi-pension. Half the hotel isn't built yet. <laughs> Sun-drenched means one way or the other we'll get it right. <laughs> Your host, Herr Nockenbacher, is a great Anglophile. He wasn't actually a member of the SS. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of nightlife. Watch out for the cockroaches. <laughs> we would strongly recommend hiring a car. You are 103 miles from the nearest laboratory. <laughs> Stone throw from the beach, Mick Jagger once vomited from the top balcony. <laughs> In the Michelin Guide, next to a tyre dump. <laughs> Savour the real essence of the locals means it's next to the sewage farm. Before we sink any further, let me tell you that Timbrook Taylor is leading by ten points. Although disqualified. No, although disqualified. <laughs> We've just got time for another round of the well-known board game, which is called Bordeaux, as you know. No. And Tim, Great. as you won the last round, you're going to start throwing the dice now. Sound effect, hang on. Let me just roll my own, please. Well, can I do it to you? I thought we'd make it into You can roll the dice, but I'll just roll my own. Six. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Take a chance. Your mother becomes Prime Minister. Extraordinary coincidental business interests accumulate. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, Barry. Your throw. Two. Oh. You meet Dolly Parton. Dip into community check. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Willie, your throw. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Forty-eight. <laughs> after meeting boy George get on your bisexual <laughs> advance another 48 place alright hold it right up. thank you aha a pair of queens <laughs> so I'll see your halfpenny and raise you an inch card as well. Um, <laughs> even better. Radio 4 died today. <laughs> no one noticed. <laughs> Go straight to jail. <clears throat> right. <laughs> and I've got a card here which says you're disqualified. Oh. Graham Garden. So everybody's disqualified on that one. So let's go on hurriedly to tag wrestling. Oh. This is your favourite game, I know. In this round, I give each team the payoff of a story, and I shall then start one of you off telling a story to fit your punchline. Then when I feel like it, I shall press the buzzer, and the member from the opposing team will have to take up that story, but make for his team's punchline. Here are your punchlines, team. Barry and Graham. Yours is Norman downed two more pints, then flew home from the transfusion unit. <laughs> Got that? Right, Tim and Willie. Willie Whitelaw finally reached the top of the butter mountain but it collapsed beneath him well you start uh, I'll start right <coughs> it was a dark and stormy night <laughs> so, well told I tell a lie it was a sunny morning <laughs> on the continent when Willie Whitelaw got out a spanking new walking stick and set off for a walk <laughs> spanked a couple of peasants <laughs> short sharp shot and wandered off to a lovely holiday but it's nothing to do with Willie White oh, this story sheep no no, no, no I, I don't do bird impressions <laughs> Norman not to point the finger is a vampire it's known in the village <laughs> don't talk about it in the pub don't mention the teeth. <laughs> the old garlic and cross were all down there every night, and we never mentioned Norman's predilection. And he got so upset about Butter Mountain horror. <laughs> Fortunately, Willie Whitelaw put him at his ease by driving his spanking cane through his chest. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled it out again, and finally reached off the Butter Mountain, but it collapsed beneath him, alas. Well, 
a sneaky one there from Willie Rushton puts him and Tim well ahead as we go on now to the point where I ask the teams for their announcements of late arrivals at the catering equipment purveyor's ball. There's Mr. and Mrs. Durr and their son Colin Durr. <laughs> well, somebody has to come in first. Exactly. <laughs> well done, Graham. You laid down your life. He's rather in vain, but you laid down your life. And his posh friend Brian Rice. <laughs> <laughs> With his Chinese chef friend who talks a lot, known to us all as Jabberwocky. <laughs> well, the caterers would like to thank the Dessard family for the loan of the marquee. <laughs> oh, ah, yeah, yeah. oh, there's Sylvia Salva. <laughs> the Imix family and their daughter Madge. Bit of bad news, Mr. and Mrs. Gloves dropped dead on their way here, but we are happy to welcome the orphan glove. His nanny, the orphan cleaner. And their pet, the eye level gorilla. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Q Equipment and their daughter, Barbie. <laughs> ah, there's Reg Ulo 5. Oh, he's gone out again. <laughs> Talkative member of the Seven family, Gas Mark Seven. <laughs> and there's uh, Mr. and Mrs. Playdol and their daughter, Sue Playdol. Oh, oh, that was a ladle with... I saw you with last night. <laughs> she's was... come with Stuart Prunes. Oh, she's going. <laughs> that was no ladle, that was Des Ertzbrun. <laughs> I've got one here about a master baker, but I don't think I'll do it. <laughs> Which point, ladies and gentlemen, You'll we can't... you blonde. <laughs> At which point we come to the end of uh, tonight's programme. So on behalf of myself and all the teams, good night. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Timbrook Taylor and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Mayhew Archer.